Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and with me, as always, is Marty Agather. Marty, what's going on, man? Howdy, everybody. Uh, we are having a good day today. Ryan's a little bit uptight because he's running short on time, so we're going to make this one fast. But you did say we were having a good day, and there's a reason for that. Yesterday, TrustedChoice.com hit a new single-day referral record. 521 referrals delivered to independent insurance agencies across the country just yesterday. That's a big number, Marty. That is, I mean, in in retrospect, we used to we used to get excited. I remember when we got to 100 in a day. So, uh, and just to give everybody sort of a, our biggest day for quite some time was 421 back in April. Um, last week we had two record-setting days, 467 and uh, 490. So we knew we were getting close to the 500 level. Um, it's just, it's it's crazy. It's all about this new workflow model we've got going, but. Uh, we don't need to get into those details. That's a topic for another day. Yeah, it's just it's just exciting. It's just having, for some reason, changing that top number, right? Going from four to five, five to six. It, it just, that is so exciting. You know, even when you add 50, you know, when you set the new record by 50, if you're still in the 400s, it's different than when you cross over to 500. So very exciting. You know, obviously our life is uh, sending referrals and, and helping independent insurance agencies grow their business. So being able to do that, um, just providing more opportunity is is always exciting. And uh, the the other the other the other piece of this is that we think we're uh, going to hit a new monthly record. Yeah, and we're going to be over 10k. So that's pretty cool too. So we we won't know. We still got another week or so to go, but uh, we are on pace to break 10k, get into five figures for referrals in a month with just rolling into the leadership conference in September in Chicago. Um, I just, you know, we're going to be walking chest proud uh, if we can have 500 in a single day and, and 10,000 for the month of for month of August, which is traditionally a down month. So, um, so very, very exciting stuff. Uh, and by the way, if you are a member of the Big Eye and you are not going to leadership con- uh, conference in Chicago, I think you're making a mistake. I mean, this is one of uh, the best conferences that happens every year. You get to rub elbows with some of the most um, enthusiastic, knowledgeable agents uh, that you're ever going to meet. I mean, these are uh, the cream. I mean, and and, uh, they walk the halls. They talk to people. There's lots of great great events. Um, You know, I think Leadership Conference, I've said this many, many times, Leadership Conference is by far my favorite event every year. Um, outside of maybe the Alabama Young Agents because uh, Boyd McGee fills me up on bushwhackers at some hole-in-the-wall sandy bar. Um, but, it, uh, you know, this is just a great event. And, and the fall event is, is uh, particularly uh, interesting because we're always uh, bringing the new chairman. Yeah. You know, it's his, it's his, uh, it's his, his uh, transfer of power from the old chairman to the new chairman. This year we're welcoming... Uh, Spencer in, um, and Spencer's a great guy, so it's going to be fun. But I would say that the uh, the other thing, Ryan, is that if you haven't planned to go to this this year, you might be, you know, we're, we're a couple weeks out, so it might be a little bit late for you making your plans, but we got your back because we're going to be doing a little live casting there, so we'll be bringing you some of the more, more important sessions uh, via 
Agency Nation Facebook. Yeah, so as much as we can, there 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 may be some some issues with broadcasting all of them, but for sure, uh, four thirty to five thirty uh, Central Time uh, in Chicago, we will be broadcasting our session for sure, which should be a lot of fun. Um, it's the very first general session of the entire conference, and it's going to be our strategy session and update and where we kind of give people a behind-the-scenes look at what we're doing to hit some of these new numbers. So that'll be a lot of fun. But I, this isn't a pitch for, for the big eye or for trusted or for the leadership or whatever. I just uh, I think if you're, if you're looking for a conference going, if you're sitting there going, man, I would love to meet other insurance agents that really geek out about this stuff. And, and if you listened to last episode, you know Marty and I are both big-time insurance geeks. We love this stuff. Um, leadership Conference is a great conference to attend so i uh, just consider that well all right let's speak speaking i want to speak speaking about that let's talk you brought a cool story to me this morning that uh i had not heard and i think it's uh i think it's very eye-opening uh in terms of it's sort of taking a look at insurance sales from a from a radically different perspective and then operationalizing it yeah. So, so Ryan. Yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite agents in the entire country, Sharon Robles from Robles Insurance. She's a former captive turned independent, crushing it in the greater Chicago area. Um, she sent me this email, and the, and the subject line of the email was new social media platform. So obviously she wrote a good subject line because I couldn't not click on that. And um, and she's, she, there's a big, long email telling me about this new uh, prospecting method that she's using. Sharon has signed up for Uber. So Sharon, you know, during off hours before and after work, basically on her commute to work and on her commute home, is is running some Uber rides. So she just logs in, she turns the app on, she drives around, she picks up some people, and she makes a couple bucks. You know, she said her goal is to do uh, five to seven rides a day, you know, a couple in the morning, a couple in the afternoon, and, and, you know, she makes... You know, she makes some money, not not nothing that, you know, she's not trying to run her business off the money she makes from Uber. Her reason for joining Uber is every single person who gets in her car, she pitches them her home, she pitches them on home and auto. And she, you know, because most of the people who ride Uber it, aren't out-of-towners, right? They're people who just, for whatever reason, don't feel like commuting into the city. They they want to get from this place to that place. Um, geez, maybe they had a couple of drinks in afternoon lunch and just don't want to mess with, with driving home. I mean, who knows? There's a million reasons why you might take Uber. And um, so Sharon's giving out her business card. Hey, just want to let you know this is what I do. You know, yeah, I do Uber, but, you know, my full-time job is I'm an insurance agent and, and I just do this to meet people. And she said she's meeting a ton of people around her town and in the greater area she's passing out cards every single ride and um and she actually the other day just got her very first lead so she's been doing this for about two weeks and she had a guy send her an email that said Sharon hey it was great to meet with you great to talk with you here's my phone number I really want to talk to you about getting a quote on my home and auto insurance now she has met this person face to face so she knows who they are she's gotten a feel for them and now she has created an opportunity to do business with them and think about what that business transaction is going to be like this person already has respect for them there's also a small amount of relationship for her right because they've spent this time together in that car so i asked her you know where did you get this idea i mean this is pretty radical you know in terms of insurance in the in our world right this is like mind-blowing stuff 
She said that uh, back when she was a captive agent, she was a mobile notary. So she would drive around and help title companies notarizing, sizing, 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 signature. Again, you don't make a ton of money as a mobile notary. She didn't do it for that. She did it for the contacts because every time she would notarize something, she could say, hey, you know, yes, I do this notary thing, but I'm also an insurance agent. And this is insurance is what I do for a living. I'd love to help you. And she said she did a ton of business ton of business that way and the only reason she stopped being a mobile notary was because of the uh 2008 2009 real estate crash just kind of the business went away there wasn't the need so sharon and this is this is really the point that i want to make on this sharon is looking at our marketplace and she's not fighting it she's not grinding against it and going you know i wish uber didn't exist i wish that it was just the way it always was she's looking at the environment and saying you know what there is an opportunity with uber to meet a ton of people and have a very captive audience, right? They're stuck in the back of my car. They gotta listen to what I'm saying. And I'm not saying she's so, you know, so aggressive about it, but, but you know, that, I mean, that's really a thing. And she even put in her email to me. She goes, I have a captive audience to give them at least my, my, my 60 second pitch on why I could be a good opportunity for them. She, she, she took the opportunity when there was a ton of notary work, uh, when the housing market was on the rise, and she's doing it again with Uber. I think this is an absolutely fantastic example of looking outside the box. Uh, and this, is, this isn't social media, right? This is, this is her in the real world making connections. I absolutely love this. I just wanted to give her a shout out and let you guys know that, that this is the kind of stuff that we can be doing. There's always another way to meet new people. Absolutely. Um, I love it. It's it's so creative. And it's, uh, as I said, looking at the world from a completely different, unique perspective and saying, how do I work in this new world? Excellent, excellent idea. So I think the, the lesson from this is don't be held captive to the way things have always been done. If you're a young producer, there's lots of opportunities. Use your creative. The flip side is, if you're the principal of the agency, you don't necessarily need to assume that the way that you built your agency is the way that's best suited for building an agency today. So allow your younger producers to be creative and get out there and try their own methodologies. You know, it's funny, Marty, that last piece that you just said, uh, two episodes ago when uh, I went on that little tirade and I said, you know, you can't build a, or maybe it was last episode, I can't remember. You can't build an agency um, today the way it was built back in 1990. Uh, and we got, we the two of us got called out on Twitter because we were non-agency <laughs> owners. Uh, you know, whatever, don't know what we're talking about. You know, I, I guess, um, I guess uh, I'm going to steal, uh, I'm going to steal a, a methodology that was given to me by, um, by a friend of mine um and so so he sent me a message he's using this email uh service that he gets to send videos via email and uh he sent me this this email and it was basically talking about some stuff uh he was just kind of uh giving his opinion on some of the things that we've been doing and he gave us a really nice shout out he's a listener to the show and um and uh, it, w- it was really nice. And he said, you know, Ryan, I-, I listened to you guys. And he said, I think that you're, you're you know, I love that you push the envelope. He goes, one thing I-, I just wanted to say is I really think the solution is is surviving the brackish water. 
surviving the brackish water. That was his words, right? So, um, and, and the agent's name is, is Terry Greer. He's out of Texas. And um, so, he, he, and I just, this just, this concept blew my mind. So for those of you that don't know, brackish water is where the salt water of the ocean meets the fresh water of a river. So like right by New York City, where the water comes in the bay, and then you have the Hudson coming down around the island, that's all brackish water. It's a mix of, of salt and fresh water. And, you know, and the reason he says survive is that sometimes freshwater fish can't make the transition to salt and vice versa. And then some can, right? Some can, can transition between that. And he, and it, what well, his point was that the answer isn't forgetting what we did to get here and going all the way to a digital kind of modern new age uh, philosophy. The, the answer isn't sticking with traditional, trying to put your head in the sand and pretending like the digital and the millennial consumer doesn't exist and that you can do it the way it's always been done. The answer is in mixing the two. And, and it won't may not always be that way, right? I mean, there may be times when some of the traditional stuff goes away completely. There may be stuff where like bell bottoms, the traditional stuff comes flying all the way back and that's the new modern stuff. But the answer is always going to be, and, and I just, he, he really changed a, 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 a thought process in my head with this term. And I, and I, I told him, I'm going to steal this 100% from you. And he was cool <laughs> with that. Um, he, I just loved it, you know, right? Because that really is the truth. It's how do you survive that area of, of mixture? Because it really is. Maybe you're super into email automation, but you love just going out and pounding the streets and making those connections or or something, right? So you're mixing kind of touch point automation with hand to hand, pressing the flesh, eyeball to eyeball type networking. And that's how you drive your business. I mean, it really is finding that mix. And I also thought you'd love the brackish water thing because just for some reason, this seems like a geeked out analogy that like you would dial right into. Well, yeah, there's no question. Uh, as soon as you said the word, I knew exactly where you were going. Um, never heard the term used in, uh, for selling at all, but I, but it's, it's very apropos. Uh, I think that gets us to our second topic though, uh, which is, um, a discussion of sort of an older concept in insurance that I think led to some practices that are giving us some maybe negative, you know, sort of negative perception in the industry. Ryan, you want to take us there? You want me to keep going? You keep going because I, I don't know where you're where you're taking us right now. Okay, yeah. So okay, perfect. <laughs> this would be uh, this concept. <laughs> this would be this concept that comes from life insurance, and it's as old as the, you know, it's as old as the hills. I've heard this my entire career, and that is that insurance is not a product that's bought; it's a product that's sold. Meaning, nobody wakes up in the morning with a burning desire to say, you know what, I want to buy some insurance today. So, um, so the entire, uh, the entire game of insurance has been predicated on building the need, emphasizing the potential loss, um, getting out there and really toe to toe, you know, chest to chest in somebody's living room selling them on the concept that they need insurance. And while it, while the idea I think started in life insurance, it certainly has been, it, it's, it's sort of uh, morphed into 
property and casualty as well. And that is there's just nobody out there. So one of the one of the thoughts or one of the sort of results of this concept is that the big insurance companies by and large have said, you know what, the opportunity is uh, not for us to do marketing like happens in so many other consumer products, but it's up, uh, we have to convince our on the ground sales teams to do that marketing for us. And that has uh, led to, you know, this concept that unfortunately I think a lot of people have, and that is that insurance salespeople, you know, rank uh, right down there with used car sales salesmen and attorneys. You know, they're, they're uh, focused on one thing and that's their wallet and they don't care. And, uh, you know, they'll, they'll hound you till you're dead, worse than a debt collector. And, and that perception I think taints a very honorable profession that is the the profession of making certain that people are uh, protected from the vagaries of life. When stuff happens, there's two outcomes. You know, it's always a sad event, but you're either financially protected because somebody put an insurance program together or you bear all of that on your own, whether it's uh, a health event, a life event, or, you know, something uh, damaged your vehicle or, you know, a fire at your home. So I think I think that uh, this concept has led to some some poor behaviors. Now, uh, Ryan, go. <laughs> I promise everyone we do prepare beforehand. I just don't always know what order Marty's going to pull us out of. Um so I, you're right on. You're right on, Amadi. And so this actually, this concept um, was brought to my attention. Though it's been written about many times when I kind of searched back, um, it was uh, brought to my attention. Uh, and actually, Marty found the article by uh, from a woman named Marie Ferrente Schweppes. And I apologize if I'm mispronouncing her name. Uh, she works in the in the life space, and she wrote this article for Insurance Thought Leadership. It's called uh, "R.I.P. to the Idea of Sold, Not Bought." And I'll have a link to this article. In the show notes, agencynation.com forward slash podcast, and look for episode number 35. This is episode number 35. So you'll see this article, great article, well-written. Um, you know, one of the things I always used to say to my clients when I was selling was, or, and I wouldn't even say during my pitch. This is more like, you know, when you, maybe you run into a conversation where people are complaining about insurance, right? Oh, it's too expensive. Or, oh, I can't believe I have to pay these premiums. Or insurance companies, they just take your money and they never want to pay. Which we all, like, it, you know, I'm sure everyone who just heard that, like, you get a little tingle in your spine. It just agitates you, right? It's such a, such an ignorant, naive thing to say. But, hey, people don't understand, and I get that. So what I always used to say to them was, so let's say your house burns down and you don't have insurance. Who's going to come rebuild it? And you look at them, and you just dead-eye look at them. Who's going to come rebuild your house? This isn't 1649. The town's not going to rally and cut down the forest and, and do a barn raising for you, right? Like they're not helping you put your house back up. Your neighbors are going to be pissed that they have a burnt house next to them and they're going to they're gonna stink eye you and say, when are you tearing that piece of junk down and build, rebuilding your house? But you didn't have any insurance. So you don't have any money. So you're screwed. You're going to live at the town suites or to Motel 6 because you can't afford to rebuild your house. The only organization, the only people in the world that are ever going to help you rebuild your home if it burns down today is the insurance company that you pay premiums to. 
And sometimes I would get a little aggressive with that. You guys probably realize that I'm a passionate guy. And, uh, and, and sometimes people would take that the right way. And sometimes they would take it the wrong way. Whatever. But the idea is that life insurance sales, stereotypical uh, – I don't even want to say stereotypical. But just the, the – um, uh, I'm going to struggle for the word here. The, uh, the, the media version, the, the, the cartoon version of life insurance sales – is a perception that is passed through the entire industry, right? To, even to us property casualty men and women who, you know, we don't do that stuff. The, you know, the tactics that, that life insurance sales are, are stereotyped as having has never transcended really into our industry, yet it's still applied to us and we have to accept that. Can, um, I, can, I, tell you, can I tell you one of the techniques that was actually told to me? That was, that. When, you, that was when you had the application ready to go and you, you know, you put the pen on the application, which was on your, you know, folio, your nice leather folio, and you turned it towards, you turned it towards the consumer, the buyer of the policy, and then you tilted it so that the pen had to slide off, right? And the whole idea was they'd catch the pen, which was just one more thing to, you know, help them get over the reluctance to sign the application. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's. It's ludicrous. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. Uh, my uh, um, when I was when I was <laughs> I just said that we don't use these tactics. But I know. Uh, so my father-in-law, when he taught me, he goes, "When you're pitching somebody, when you're in kind of that moment of truth, um, you talk to them as if they've already bought. So every story you tell is in the past tense, like when you bought from me. You know, af- you know, since we've done business, you talk to them as if they've already purchased." So that the whole time they're in there, you're like, you're like, you're like kind of tricking them into thinking they've already purchased this thing and look at what life looks like now that you're already a client. So then when you get to the part where they actually have to sign, they've kind of like, it feels like a formality. Like it feels like they've already done, they've already done the transaction. (laughs) So, I mean, well, maybe we are just shysters. Who the heck knows? But, um. I like th- this idea that uh, we're gonna that- get we're gonna get all sorts of Twitter uh, flame now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, these two non <laughs> non agent non owners, uh, they don't know what the heck they're talking about. We're we're all angels and rainbows and unicorns <laughs> over here. Um, so uh, I just want to pull out. So, so what what the case that Marie is making is that this is that insurance has transitioned from this. You go out and you sell this thing to more of an inbound product, which is what obviously everything that we talk about at Agency Nation, um, everything we do at TrustedChoice.com, it's an, our entire TrustedChoice.com operation, the 521 referrals that we sent yesterday to independent agents, that was all done through inbound. Those are all people who quote unquote bought. We didn't sell them. They came to us. We educated them. We entertained them. We connected them with an agent, right? This is the same thing that we're teaching at Agency Nation University, except we're diving into the very the tactics and the and the specificities of um, of how you actually do it at a at a very detailed level. We're answering very detailed questions um, and just quick pitch here. If you're not if you're interested in Agency Nation University, now is the time. Go to university.agencynation.com. Type in Z the number two S Z two S early bird. And you can get in at the lowest price available in the market today. Get in. Be one of the early birds. Z2S early bird is the code. But go to university.agencynation. We'll have a link in the show notes. But 
inbound is what she's saying is that people want to research they want to choose their provider and then we become a tour guide not that um that gatekeeper that salesperson who's got to go out and uh and kill and claim that business uh it's just not the case so yeah i think but i think she's also got some she's got some interesting uh commentary to to insurance companies as well and that is you know, now that the consumer is transitioning, you know, where she calls them a prosumer, where um, where they actually want to do the research, they want to understand a little bit more uh, about what they're buying and, and uh, what options might be. She says that it's it's incumbent on insurance companies to, number one, begin to provide that information, but even more importantly, number two, to provide systems that provide some customer support so that it's not this, you know, product that was developed in the late 1800s and is still sold and delivered in the exact same fashion. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the other stat that she's got in here that I really love is about stuck shoppers. So this is particular to the life insurance space, but I think it this probably transcends uh, a lot of um, a lot of the just the, the thought process and methodology here. She says, um, for those that think nobody wants to buy life insurance, think again. While it isn't as highly sought after as beers or shoes, and I do like her uh, personality, uh, a 2014 study by Limra and Maddox Douglas indicated there are almost 19 million, in quotes, stuck shoppers, people who intend to buy, but the current experience, the current customer experience causes them to get stuck along the way. And this is this is for life insurance. And I, and I think, though, um, you know, you have to have auto insurance, you have to have home. I think a lot of people are maybe unhappy or uncomfortable or just unsure about their current situation with home, auto, commercial insurance, with their insurance program. And I could see them as stuck shoppers, right? They're, they're, they're uncomfortable. They don't know where they are. or They're not sure about the program they have or the provider they have. But they're also they're not seeing anything else in the market that's, that overwhelms them enough to get them to move. And I think as independent insurance agents in a local community, um, we can be that unsticking factor if we if you know if we play in that brackish water if we if we do a good job of mixing our traditional values with some of the new technology um, new methodology I really think that um, we can start to unstick some of these people and move them back into our space but hey Marty before we got a few minutes left here um, before I I actually have to have to move on to uh, another call but I really want to talk about this this infographic. I want to finish the show talking about this infographic you found. You guys have to jump over to the show notes, agencynation.com forward slash podcast, episode number 35. Um, this is called The Best Practices for Lead Response Management. It's from the Harvard Business Review, and this is mind-blowing stuff. T- t- take take us into this uh, into this infographic, man. I mean, this is this is what we've been talking about. This is this is really good stuff. Sure. Uh so th- this is all about the effectiveness of uh, telephone communication, and it talks about best practices, right? It tells you about what days of the week are better to call on, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays being much, much better. Um, it talks about how fast you need to get back to customers and the fall off in as little as going from five to 10 minutes, there's a 400% decrease in the possibility that you will get a hold of somebody, right? Um, 
how you know, and every salesperson worth the salt has heard this stat. You know, you got to keep calling, you got to keep calling, and shows how the increasing success rates go up if you continue to make calls. Most uh, connections with five or six calls uh, in in uh, number. So you got to continue to call. So this is how you have success, right? So when there's an opportunity, particularly those inbound opportunities that Ryan was just talking about, speed is of the essence, all right? Yeah. Um, the, the, one thing, the one thing that I want to talk about um, is exactly how this is. So I was browsing around on the internet and I found this article and or this, this uh, uh, infographic and I literally filled out the request form for to, to access uh, the, the thing. And, and we're going to give you this link so you don't have to go through what I went through. But literally, I filled out the response form, opened the damn infographic, started looking at it, and within 30 seconds, I am not kidding you, 30 seconds, my phone rang, and it was a salesperson for this company they obviously eat their own dog food, right? They say immediacy, and of course they knew, right? I was on the web, I was looking at their thing, I was gonna be at my desk. It's, it just makes sense. So, um, so there you have it. Yeah, here, here, here's, here's some of the big stats you need to know, and, and this goes to some of the stuff that we've been working with with trustedchoice.com, right? Um, we listen to all the phone calls, and you've heard me jump up on my soapbox before about uh, we send a referral to an agent, and it's 1.30 in the afternoon on a Friday, and that agent is golfing, doesn't pick up their phone, and loses that piece of business, right? And then on Monday, we get a phone call from them aggravated at us because how dare we send them a referral at 1.30 on a Friday? Don't we know that 1.30 on Friday is their is their weekly golf match? And and you guys are probably saying, Ryan, you're, you're, you're just, you know, you're exaggerating. That doesn't happen. Marty, that's happened I, that I could count. I had to count this the other day. There are three separate instances where we've been yelled at by agencies for sending referrals on Fridays because didn't we know that agent golfs on Friday? I mean, that's happened three separate times, not by the same agent. Three separate agencies have yelled at us for this. So, well, and I and I would I I would obviously not suggest that this is the majority, but no. the, the, the but the challenge is is that um, every agency, I mean. Even even if even if you're out doing your job, right? You're you're out doing a uh, on-site inspection, or you're going out to deliver a proposal. You aren't necessarily there at the time that the customer calls in, right? So so the question that we get to is, what are the systems that you put in place to make sure that 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 lead doesn't get cold? So here, here's here's the closing point, and we're going to talk more about this. I actually, we're going to bring this back. We're going to talk about a couple other things, a couple other uh, things that we found at TrustedChoice.com. But here's the idea I want to leave you with, and why I want you to come check this out. According to this survey, and this is this is fifteen thousand leads, a hundred thousand call attempts made, right? So this is a big study. Contacts made from the first dials within five minutes. After uh, it go, it decreases 10x after five minutes. So your chance, your chance of of catching someone uh, after five minutes of that initial contact reduces not 10 percent, 
10x, 10x. That is incredible. A 400% decrease in qualifying someone after 10 minutes. So from five, so from one to five, you have a very good chance of getting a hold of somebody. From five to 10, it decreases exponentially. From 10 minutes on, you have almost no chance of getting that person in the first dial. That means you're gonna have to do a lot more work. It means you're gonna have to put that person into your email automation system and, and it's pretty much gone. So, so where does this come out? It means when we think about inbound marketing, if we're gonna be doing digital, if we're gonna be doing Facebook, if we're gonna be on trustedchoice.com, if we're gonna be buying leads from any of the lead providers, any of this work that we do, right? This, this really important, really hard work that you guys are doing, I know you're doing it because you're listening to this podcast, you wouldn't be doing it if you weren't listening. Make sure that you aren't dropping the ball on the back end by not having a phone system that gets a human being to pick up every time. After hours, we can talk about that some other time, right? I mean, there's solutions, but I'm not talking about after hours right now. Just during business hours, just just for just during business hours, from wherever it is, 8, 8.30 to 4.30, 5.30, whenever your business closes, whatever your time zone is, have a human being pick up the phone every time. Never have it be voicemail. Never have it be a phone tree. If you can do that, I promise you guys, I promise you, you will do more business. We're going to talk so much more about this study and a few other uh, really interesting pieces of information that we've come up with studying trustedchoice.com referrals and and some other studies. Um, I, I want to talk about that next week. We're going to talk about that next week, Marty. Hunt lines and good stuff like that. But for now, guys, I'm going to leave you with this. Agencynation.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode number 35. If you're interested in Agency Nation University, go to university.agencynation.com. So put that university first, university.agencynation. That's how you get there. And use the discount code. Z, the number 2S, early bird. Z, 2S, early bird. All one word. All one word. All one word. Marty, we're out of here.